He is good. We bless you. Thank you, Jesus. You are good. We exalt you. We acknowledge your goodness. I'm going to ask Memory Tapfunei to come. Would you like to sit down? Memory is a bishop in his denomination. I've just asked him to pray for Mark Brickman, who's sitting there. Give us a wave, Mark, uh, who is leading the transition and the protection on St. Albert's at this time. Memory has preached at Love Oxford. He's been a friend for 15 years or something more. Lead us just in prayer. Praise Bless the Lord. Amen. What an honor, what a privilege to be part of this service and certainly to see this transition. Charlie, we, we want to thank God for you and Anita. We, we love you. We honor you. We thank God for you. Amen. Let us pray. We, we want to pray. Obviously, this church is going through a transition. Um, and we want to pray God's protection, you know, for the leaders, for everyone that is involved, that the Lord will keep you Amen. and that the wisdom of God will continue Amen. to rest upon you, that the next phase of St. Aldis will be even greater. Yep. Amen. Let's Thank pray. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful tonight for this evening. Lord, we want to thank you for Charlie and Anita. Lord, we thank you for the impact they've had for so many years. They've impacted our lives. They've impacted this city. Lord, with their love for prayer, with their love for your word, and for the unity of this city. Lord, we want to thank you for the fruit, Lord, that they have produced. Lord, we pray that their fruit will remain. In the name of Jesus, we yeah. thank you for your grace. We thank you for your anointing that has been resident. Lord, that we have witnessed and Lord, that we have partaken of their grace. Father, we want to thank you, Lord, even as we lift them up to you yes, tonight. Yes. Father, I want to pray for their next phase in life. Father God, for the next assignment. Lord, we know that you're not done with Charlie and Anita. Father, we want to thank you. Lord, even for sons and daughters that they're going to continue to raise, Lord, in ministry. Father, we thank and we bless you. Father, I want to pray for Mark, Lord, even as he takes on the responsibility, Lord, in transition for this work. Father, we want to thank you. Lord, that where there is a departation, there is an impartation. Father, we thank you that you impart wisdom unto Mark. Father, I want to pray even tonight, Lord, even as, as Moses laid his hands on Joshua, Lord, that the spirit that was upon Moses was transferred upon Joshua. Lord, I pray for Mark, Lord, that even as he moves, Lord, and takes on the mental, Lord, in transition, that, Lord, you give him wisdom. Father God, we want to thank you for your grace and anointing. Lord, you said, even as I was with Moses, so I shall, so shall I be with you, Joshua. Amen. Father, I thank you and I Amen. bless you that the grace that was upon Charlie yes, and Anita, God. Lord, will continue to rest upon him. Lord, that you open Amen. his eyes. Lord, open his understanding. Yes, Father, we pray for discernment. Father, we pray, Lord, yeah. that you release your angelic host to stand guard upon him, his Amen. family. Father God, even as he takes this Protect church to the next him. level, in the, in name, the name of, of Jesus. Jesus. Father, we thank you. For your grace that is thank sufficient you. for him. Father, thank we thank you. you that the work that you begin, Lord, you will be faithful to complete That's it. Right. We want to thank and bless you, Father, for St. Aldate's. A Amen. church, Father God, that has, had a, that has a huge impact in this city. Father, Amen. we thank you for them. Amen. I thank you for all bless the leadership. You. I thank, thank you, Father you. God, Lord, for the ministry. Lord, to students, that is so 
powerful and so life-changing. Father, we want to thank and bless you for the past, for the pastorate. Father God, we want to pray and bless you, Lord, for every work that is going on in this community in Oxford. Father, we thank and we bless you. We thank you, Father, for the work that you have done and that you continue to do in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise your wife as well. Thank you, memory. God bless you. Well, it's kind of starting up an engine and firing on all cylinders and Thank God for your ministry of prayer. There's been a lot of prayer tonight. Well, this is a house of prayer for all nations, so there you go. And uh, almost exactly 19 years ago, I phoned up my father from a boat with Anita on our way back from Dover to Calais to let him know that I'd been appointed to be the next rector. I'd applied for the job as rector of St. Albert's, and I'd been appointed here. And... On the phone, he said to me, Na nunc dimittis servum tuum in pace, Domine. And uh, he was quoting, uh, he was basically saying, Now I can die happy. Let your servant depart in peace now. Quoting from Simeon, and uh, he was probably thinking, uh, after the obscurity of inner city Paris and being completely buried there, at last, I'd, found, I'd got a proper job. Uh, he also knew, because he'd been the architect of Pembroke College for a, a few years, um, here are the architectural drawings uh, that he made uh, in 1958 to 1962, when about 15 houses on Pembroke Street were turned around and a new quad was created in Pembroke College amazing drawings that I got from the college the other day. Um, renewed, mine had faded. I had the originals, but they disappeared. And he had had negotiations with Keith DeBerry, who was the rector of St. Aldez, about closing a street called Beef Lane. And uh, so he knew, knew about St. Aldez. And when I understood what he was saying, I can die happy, I said, you're not going to die, you're going to come and be here for our induction. But between the idea of coming and the deed of arriving fell the shadow of his death, and he never, never lived to see this arrival, which has made me grieve that and remember that a lot. And tonight I want to talk about finishing well from Luke chapter 2. We've been doing a series on epiphanies or Theophanies, and we've looked at um, John on Patmos, and uh, Simon looked at that on Solomon's epiphany of the beautiful bridegroom in Songs, Song of Songs, chapter 5. Anita looked last week at Daniel 7 and, and a picture of the Son of Man. If we could just see those four slides, she began with a few photographs of seeing salvation, and uh, here are the angels seeing the shepherd, the, sorry, the shepherd seeing the angels, absolutely terrifying. Uh, that's Doré's Bible illustrations. Next slide, please. I can't see anything in the lights here. This is uh, 
the wise men, is it? Arriving, yeah, and kneeling at the manger. Next slide, please. And again, here they are. Ancient visitors, very sturdy and strong and tall, getting down on their knees. And next slide, this is Rembrandt's Simeon, who is old. He looks so old he can hardly see. But leave that slide up while I just read the scripture. And if you've got a Bible, find. We don't need to put the scripture on the wall, but let's look at Let's just look at that picture while we look at this, consider this. So, verse 25 of Luke 2, Luke 2, 25. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem, his name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he wouldn't see death before he'd seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the Christ child to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you've prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and mother marveled at what was said, and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and a sign that's opposed, and the sword will pierce through your soul also, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher, and he was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years, and then a widow until she was 84. She did not depart the temple, worshipping with fasting and prayer, night and day, and coming up at that very hour, she began to thank God and speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Let's just say that phrase, waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. So Simon, Simeon is finishing well, and the fact is lots of people don't finish well. In the Bible, there are many stories, uh, even David in the Golden Age and Solomon, who had many foreign wives and left really clear faith, Gideon, even godly young Josiah, whose life finished prematurely because he did not, quote, listen to the words of Nico from the mouth of God, 2 Chronicles 35, 22. So departing in peace is quite a challenge, and um, especially true today as people live longer, and it seems almost weekly you read of people who fall whether it's politicians, sports administrators, journalists, business leaders, educationalists, and Christian leaders are now different, sadly. I don't know if it's the, press of, the pressure of office, life, a moment's carelessness, entitlement, recklessness. People fall. And so here we see Simeon and Anna waiting for the consolation of Israel. 
and still living powerful prophetic lives in their 80s, <laughs> which is a great encouragement to end this series. Before I go on, I just want to thank, I, I, I want to thank uh, God for various people, and um, I thank God for the leaders of this community. I thank God for Chris, Christopher and Emily and Dan, who've been leading magisterially, in my view, online all through lockdown. I thank God for you all. May God look after you and bless you, and Nina. And I thank God for the worship team. I'm very happy. You know, there's no place I would rather be than in this building tonight, really. I don't know what we're going to do not being allowed to come live. It's okay, we'll attend online, but we might sort of put a sort of full mask on and just come in. But anyway... It's so great to have Tom Reed back leading worship, and it's been just epic to have Jamie throughout lockdown at the 6 p.m., and Lauren uh, leading every, every morning, I think. And uh, I thank God for them. I thank God for Mark, who has just been prayed for, uh, who's masterminded our kind of online offering, but is a fantastic preacher and pastor, thank God. And I'm so looking forward to seeing what happens. Um, I thank God for Chloe Patterson, who is my PA, just for one year. And she has been just stunning, amazing, and uh, worked very hard. And lots of other people. But let's give them a clap, because they really deserve. <laughs> Do you want to? You know, I could go on forever. I thank God for James Muscat in the corner, masterminding also from a technical point of view and lots of other people in the room. But I need to press on with this exposition. Um, what can we learn from it? And I, I want to say to all you young people who I've just uh, mentioned, have a long obedience in the same direction and finish well. Put your eyes on that, you know, I, I heard that John Stott, at the age of 76, arrived in the 100 most influential people on the planet list of Time magazine, 76. You know, that gives me seven years <laughs> to get to, to, but for some of you, that gives you 50 years to continue going. And uh, what can we learn from these guys? One, he was righteous and devout and waiting. In a way, we're all waiting. In Borderlands, Mark quotes Ingrid Hansen, who says this, the waiting itself is not the hard part. The hard part is to know what to do while you're waiting. Sometimes you don't even know what you're waiting for. You know there is a promise coming, but you don't know what it will look like when it arrives. And you also do not know when it will arrive. We're all waiting. It's the human condition, waiting for the consolation. Amidst the long defeat, the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Christ Jesus, waiting for God, waiting for revival, waiting for the coming of the glory of the Lord. And Simeon is waiting, but not inactive, secondly. He and Anna, I would say, have a rule of life. Anna never leaves the temple, a bit like Joshua and Moses. Joshua and Moses went off, but he's young, 
assistant Joshua stayed there, morning, noon, and night, seeking, looking, asking. And I, I call you into a long obedience of prayer in the same direction. And in the place of prayer, in the place of recollection, where all your quiet thoughts come back to you, in the place of quiet listening, in prayer, in the place of being poised in the presence, there can be union and communion with God and prophetic revelation of what he is saying. We must be still. As the Bible says, be still and know. We must be still to know. But few of us get still. But I believe that Simeon and Anna knew how to be still and they were not inactive, therefore it was a active waiting. They were moved by the Holy Spirit and they went. They were sort of downloading truth under an open heaven and acting on the prompting of God. That's what we need. That's what epiphany is for, in a way. Or that will lead us into epiphany. And... Um, you know, it's a bit like my predecessor, Keith DeBerry, 50 years ago or something like that, went for a walk one Christmas Eve in the city. And he came across a, a young student from Africa and got into conversation and discovered this young man was homeless over Christmas and homeless, but a student uh, in the city, you know, with a destiny. And so I believe he invited him into his home and I certainly know that in a few years he had invented something which was a hostel for, over, for those who were needy overseas students. It's called Commonwealth House. It's about, it's the rest of this road is Commonwealth House. It's got a 60-bed hostel for international students. And in a way it was the precursor of ACT. And it all came from seeing, listening, being attentive, and that is what we see. He saw, thirdly, secondly, waiting, but not inactive. Thirdly, he saw, he took the baby in his arms and praised God. He was somehow open to weakness. The vulnerability of God was his epiphany. Nick King, Father Nick King, who's a friend of this church, a Jesuit priest, wrote a book on leadership. Do you know what it was called? The, help, the Helplessness of God. How about that for a title for a book on leadership? And that is Jesus leading as a tiny baby. Let's stretch our understanding of Christianity to include these things. Someone quoted, I can't remember, in a Zoom call or somewhere, We've had so many thank yous and so many presents. We're so grateful. So I, it's all turned into a fog. Quoted John Donne, this poem. Let's just listen to this. This is what Simeon is seeing. Immensity cloistered in thy dear womb. Talking to Mary. Of Jesus, immensity. Immensity cloistered in thy dear womb now leaves his well-beloved imprisonment. There has he made himself to his intent weak enough now into our world to come. 
but oh, for thee, for him, has the inn no room. Yet lay him in this stall, and from the Orient stars and wise men will travel to prevent the effects of Herod's jealous general doom. Seest thou, my soul, with thy faith's eye, how he, which fills all place, yet none holds him, does lie? Was not his pity towards you wondrous high that would have need to be pitied by you? Kiss him and with him into Egypt go with his kind mother who partakes thy woe. John Donne's sonnets on these subjects are deep, but some of you will have enjoyed that. The vulnerability of God and the weakness of God can be an epiphany for us. And, of course, Mother Teresa, accepting her Nobel Prize, said, we're not social workers, we're contemplatives at the heart of the city because we are contemplating Christ daily in every act of love. What she's saying really is, in so much as you did it to the least of these, you did it to me, said Jesus. So we are contemplatives as we rescue babies or the poor and the destitute. She said, there's so much suffering, so much hatred, so much misery, and we with our prayer, with our sacrifice, our beginning at home, love begins at home. It's not how much we do, but how much love we put into the action. It is to God Almighty. How much we do doesn't matter but how much love, how much we love him in the person we're serving. And then fourthly, Simeon prophesied, I think this is finally, let us be a prophetic people. Be a, prof be a prophetic Christian. And this isn't a kind of picture of waterfalls or whatever it might be, but this is prophesying the glory of God, declaring the wonders of God. I can go now. I'm at peace because, one, I have seen your salvation. Jesus saves. He will save the people from their sin. He is the Savior. Tonight, we all need salvation. Second, he, he is a light to lighten the nations. And this morning, I was talking about heroic African-Asian Chinese leaders who changed the world and made Christianity African, made it Indian, made it Chinese. I was mentioning Samuel Crowther in Nigeria, Apollo Kivebulaya, convert from Islam, his name was Pathfinder in Great Heart of Africa, who bravely preached in Africa to pygmies and witch doctors and chieftains. Or Bakht Sinh, who became India's foremost evangelist. He called the Elijah of the 21st century. Or apostles to China like Xi Shengmo, who is a Confucian scholar. And then when he became a Christian, his nickname was the overcomer of demons. He couldn't make it up, really. That's what we need, beloved. Having seen, 
let's be a light to lighten the nations and overcome demon demons. He was the first indigenous pastor of Shanxi province, converted an opium ten into a church and a refuge for ex-addicts. He's the light to lighten all the nations. All the nations in this room tonight are included and enlightened, and he is for you. And what is it as well as the light to lighten the nations? The glory of his people, Israel. Light to lighten the nations and the glory of the people, Israel. This morning I met a woman in church who came up to me afterwards and said, thank you, I'm Jewish, I feel safe in this church. He's a light to... He's the glory of Israel. Let's not forget Israel. I believe we've been witnessing hopeful signs from other countries who formerly denied her existence concerning Israel. I'm not talking at all about uh, an unquestioning support for the state of Israel, but I'm talking about a biblical love for Israel. He is the glory of his people Israel, let's not forget that. I'm talking about Romans 11:25. I don't want you to be ignorant so that you wouldn't be conceited. Israel's experienced a hardening in part until the full number of the nations has come in, and in this way all Israel will be saved. As it's written, the deliverer will come from Zion. He'll turn godlessness away from Jacob, and this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. He came, he's the glory. He's the light to the nations and the glory of Israel, thank God. Let's never forget that. So as I say, it's interesting that it happens when it's old. Anna also is very old. She's a woman who's very old. And uh, in our time, I believe there are thousands of Simeons and Annas and also young Marys and young people giving birth. But let us learn from Simeon about seeing and acting and following the Holy Spirit. These are the prayer people who have an inkling of what's going on. And our church needs that. They are, if you like, the forerunners of the inklings of Oxford. Thank God. And... Uh, Just to finish with, we may ask, what is it that enables an old person like Simeon to be able to die in peace? And uh, one old saint who used to preach here in the last century said, what can deliver from the fear of death? Nothing but strong faith can do it. Faith laying firm hold on a savior. Faith resting on the promises of an unseen God. Faith enabling a person to look for death in the face and say, I depart in peace. It's not enough to be weary of pain or sickness and ready to submit to anything for the sake of change. It's not enough to feel indifferent to the world and not have much strength to enjoy its pleasures. We must have something more than this if we want to depart in peace, in real peace. We must, says J.C. Ryle, have faith like old Simeon even that faith which is the gift of God. And dying without such faith will never find ourselves at home when we wake up in another world. So, it's a cheerful way to end. <laughs>
but let's ask the team to come back and let's just prepare our hearts to take communion. I'm sorry we're ending a little later than usual, but um, let's have a short worship moment, if that's okay, as we prepare for communion. Let's stand. By the way, when we come to communion, I'd like you to come up the through, you can come from where you sit or come down this aisle. Wherever you come from, go back that way. All go back that way, round that way, even round out through the East End if it's necessary so that we can preserve social distancing. And I will put a mask on and you take yours off to receive communion, or at least you can take it off. But I'll explain more about that in a minute. Let's worship and prepare ourselves for the communion.